Welcome to the Musea Podcast. This is episode number 17, and I'm Michael Howard, the founder and CEO of Musea. And before we get to our uh, interview real quick, I want to mention uh, a few things. Um, first thing, just to uh, let you know, is that uh, Musea is working behind the scenes right now. We are uh, trying to get a, a Kickstarter campaign actually uh, organized and uh, put together. Uh, that will be launching probably hopefully middle June, 1st of July, hopefully. Uh, but we've got some big new things that we're attaching to that that we're, uh, I'm extremely excited about. And uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I can't really talk about it right now until we get all the details and everything aligned, but um, it's, uh, it's going to be awesome. So uh, just, uh, just be on the lookout for that uh, here in the next uh, couple months. Um, one other thing, or two other things, um, Project Water still going on. If you have not seen that or submitted any photos to that, please do that. The website for that is theprojectwater.com. Uh, deadline is July 31st. Uh, we're creating a fine art book, and uh, you're submitting photos to uh, possibly be in that. And then we're going to sell the book. 100% of the net profits go to water.org and Blood of Water Mission to help solve the global water crisis. Uh, so we're super excited about that, and we'd love for you to get involved. Uh, last thing is uh, if you are a photographer and you need an online proofing solution, uh, please uh, check out the Musea store. It's just mymusea.com. Uh, you can sign up. It's, it's free. We just take, we take a 16% commission. And we give 2% of that to water.org um, to help the water crisis again. And then we also give another 1% to the Musea Fund, which is going to be uh, a grant system where we give money to photographers so they can go and pursue personal projects that we feel have uh, or will have a uh, social impact on all of us. Um, so, uh, so please check us out. We uh, Hopefully the Kickstarter campaign will be successful this summer, and then we will add even more features to that, make it even more efficient and uh, make it one of the best proofing solutions um, on the market. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Uh, so uh, yesterday I had the privilege of talking with uh, Jose Villa, a world-renowned wedding photographer, and uh, he's been published in pretty much every wedding magazine or, or blog on the face of the planet, uh, you know, like Martha Stewart Weddings and Grace Armand Wedding Style Magazine and Inside Weddings, Brides Magazine, Modern Bride pretty much every every publication you can think of, uh, you know, PDN. Um, and so uh, I had a chance to talk with him uh, yesterday. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, vision, um, creating a self-successful business, how he uh, got to where he is today uh, in traveling and, and shooting all these fabulous weddings all over the place. So um, he's uh, got a lot of great things to say, and I think you'll really enjoy uh, what we had to talk about. So thanks so much. Uh, sit back and uh, enjoy our conversation. How are you doing? Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. So first question is, how did you discover photography? Um, so how I got into photography, I've actually, um, I've been a photographer for about 10 years, professional photographer for about 10 years. And um, I kind of started with the whole like cheesy, like fell in love with it in high school story. I don't, unfortunately, I don't have anything very exciting as far as the story goes. <laughs> but uh Fell in love with it in high school, and then I went to photography school. I went to um, Brooks Institute of Photography in Santa Barbara, California, 
And uh, it actually ended up working out really well because I live in Solvang, which is about 45 minutes north of Santa Barbara. And it worked out great. So went to Brooks and I graduated with a bachelor's in fine art photography and, and in portrait photography. And um, I started just photographing right after that. I mean, I've done interns and stuff before then. I've been involved with photography for about 12 years. I started my business when I was 20 years old. I'm now 31. <laughs> uh, so I've had my business for about 10, almost 11 years now or so. Um, but for the first year, all I did was photograph kids. That's kind of what my thing was. It was just photographing kids and families and stuff like that. And I had some experience being an intern and a first assistant to a fashion photographer in San Francisco um, right before I graduated from Brooks. And it wasn't the avenue I wanted to go in. I didn't want to be in a big city. I didn't want to be in a location where art directors were telling us what to do. And in this, I just didn't want to be in an environment where it was just really hectic. And so instead, I decided I wanted to come move back here to Solving and start my own business. And I, I uh, got a studio. And again, I, I was starting with photographing kids. And then from there, um, I had a client who said, hey, um, will you photograph my sister's wedding? And I said, well, no, not really. Because really, the um, the whole thing about going to Brooks is that Brooks is one of the best, you know, they claim to be one of the best um, photography schools in the world. And I remember them telling me, don't ever shoot weddings. You're way too good for weddings. And so I've always had that in my mind that I'm too good for weddings. But remember, this was 10 or 11 years ago. So wedding photography was so different than it is today. And so then I said, and so anyway, when this, when this uh, client of mine who I had been photographing her family for a while said, hey, can you photograph my sister's wedding? I said, well, you know, I don't really do weddings, but sure, I'll, I mean, I'll do it if, um, if, they, if no, no one talks to me the day of the wedding. Like, I don't even want to talk to the bride. And so she kind of said, okay, well, that's very interesting. And I said, well, no, but, you know, because I just don't really know how to direct people. Like, I just don't like weddings. I, I just don't do my, that's not my thing. And so she said, okay, that's interesting, but let me call you back in 30 minutes. I'll talk to my sister. And sure enough, she called me back and she said, okay, yeah, um, they want to hire you. What do you charge? And of course, I didn't have any sort of pricing or anything laid out. I just sort of said, I don't know, $400? Sure. And so she said, okay, perfect. You're hired. So she hired me for $400. I'm a film shooter. I've always been a film shooter. I've never shot digital at a wedding. And so, um, of course, as a uh, film photographer, I probably made 50 cents, uh, if that. But the cool thing is that actually I loved it. I photographed the wedding. Nobody talked to me the day of the wedding. <laughs> um, and, and it was cool. But then, you know what? Honestly, I got the pictures back and I said, you know, these could have been better. Like if I would have told or if I would have directed the client to relax your shoulder or, you know, just move your chin this way or why don't you guys hold hands and face each other and give her a kiss on the cheek, whatever it was like that to me, I felt was missing. The direction was missing. And so then, um, you know, things just sort of happened. People were talking about it, you know, being in a local market or being local in a market like this small, which is like only 5,000 population, um, the word spread. And people were saying, hey, there's a new photographer in town. And there had only been one photographer here in this area that had been shooting weddings for 20 years. And, of course, her style was very sort of traditional and people were sort of breaking away from that. And the other thing that really helped me was that The Knot Magazine, which everybody knows The Knot Magazine. It's on every bookshelf or any you know supermarket shelf. Um, they were telling people 
They're telling uh, their brides, their their customers, to hire photographers that were photojournalists. And so it actually came at the right time because then people were calling me and saying, hey, are you a wedding photojournalist? And I would say, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, I am. Yeah, I am a photojournalist. And so then I would get these jobs, and during that time, that was sort of the popular thing. And uh, But quickly, I, I, I just noticed that it wasn't my thing. I wasn't a wedding photojournalist. I mean, I could sit there, be a fly on the wall, and capture those moments, but I needed to insert myself. And so as I did insert myself, I started liking my photos a lot more. And my clients started liking my photos a lot more and my sales would go up. And so I got to a point where maybe a year into weddings, I thought, oh, my gosh, if I could direct and if I could photograph in a sort of editorial feel like you saw something, you know, like their wedding could be in a magazine kind of thing, then this is definitely up my alley. Like this is what I want to be doing. And so it just sort of started that way and people started talking and, you know, I got a website and, you know, the whole thing that goes with getting a business and all that stuff. Uh, and by year number two, I probably had maybe 25 or 30 weddings in the books. Um, and I was charging like $1,500 or something, but, um, I quickly, you know, my business quickly blew up and every year I would raise my rate. And so now fast forward to 10 years later, um, this is sort of where I'm at, which I never really expected to be you know, shooting and traveling as much as I, I have been. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't even think I'd leave Santa Barbara County, let alone get on a plane for, you know, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours to a different country. So I've definitely been very, very fortunate. Um, and I, I'm, I'm more passionate about wedding photography today than I ever have. And it continues to grow, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I'm tapping into other things too now. I've been doing some editorial work for the last couple of years. Um, I'm doing some major ad campaigns now, uh, which is really interesting just because I, you know, I'm not, that's not my forte. I can be honest with you and tell you that that's, I don't know how to price things like that yet. I mean, honestly, who's to say I even know how to price my own weddings, but, um, the way that I see it is it's all based on demand. So the reason I charge what I charge today for weddings is just based on demand. I just kept raising the rates until people start say, started to say, oh, man, whoa, this is way too expensive. And then, you know, those people go away. But I would still book 40 weddings a year. So if I was cool booking 40 weddings a year um, at the price that I was charging, uh, then I knew I was on the right track. So, um, you know, no I don't really feel like there's a really right or wrong answer as far as what someone should charge as far as, um, you know, wedding photography goes. But just, I sort of, for me, in my personal opinion, it's all based on the experience and then also, of course, on the demand. Uh, so anyway, that's a very long answer <laughs> to your simple question of how I started. But um, I kind of took you through the full yeah. 10 years in a very small recap. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's great. Um so let's go back to the beginning, and then we'll make our way through the 10 years in a little more detail. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm interested, because uh, I don't talk to a lot of photographers right now. Mm -hmm. I talk to some, but um, it seems like anymore, especially the photographers that are kind of newer in the industry, you don't talk to many that have gone to like a fine art college mm -hmm. um, for photography. I mean, I went to one, you know, I graduated in 2002 with a fine art degree in photography. And so, I mean, you're around the same time a little before me, but um, how do you think that education prepared you for your career now versus the people that are just like self-taught and they just kind of jump in and they're only doing it for about a year and then they just, they got a business license and they're just going for it. 
Yeah. Well, I did go to school for three years. I am, you know, formally trained. I went through the whole process and, you know, I will never take that back. Um, I think it was definitely one of the most interesting and, and probably the most, um, what should I say? Like the, the word, the most important thing for me in my life at that time, it was like, I just needed to do it. There was no other option. Um, I was really scared of even trying things by myself. Like I wanted to go to school and have a teacher, an instructor, a mentor telling me and walking me through that whole process. Like that is just how I wanted to do this thing. And, you know, I really admire photographers and, you know, as you know, there's so many young photographers in this industry coming into it. I mean, I know a girl that's 18 years old and she's shooting weddings on film in the South. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? That's amazing. Um, at 18 years old, I was just barely graduating from high school, not knowing what I was doing. But this girl is like shooting 20 weddings a year. And I'm like, are you serious? That's crazy. So um, anyway, I admire people like that. But I also feel like I really, truly admire people that are formally trained as well. And um, I can tell you that just based on my um, my experience and, and going through, you know, going through the whole Brooks um, college photography school is that I came out of it knowing exactly how to light any surface, whether it's specular or soft, uh, you know, whatever surface it was. I mean, I knew how to light. I just, that's just what they do. So for the first two years, it was all just technical stuff, which was of course, you know, kind of boring, but you know what? The third year, all we did was play. And the third year was the year that really was sort of meant for you to discover what your style was, if you want to call it that. And I'm not a big fan of the word style because it's sort of, I don't know, I just don't like it. But, um, you know, it was one of those things where it's like you just establish who you are as a person. That's how I see it. And during that time, because of how I was living my life, I'm, I'm Mexican. So, of course, naturally, there's going to be tons of kids and family all over the place. <laughs> um, and, you know, food and parties and all these things. So for the my third year at Brooks, that's all I did was I photographed kids. I photographed all my cousins and nieces and nephews and all these things. And that's how I trained myself and sort of, I guess, established this style, if you want to call it that. And I thought, okay, this is what I want to be doing. I'm most comfortable photographing kids because I don't feel intimidated because they don't, don't tell me they look fat or they don't say, what do you want me to do now? Or how should we pose? And I love photographing kids because all I would do is run around behind them and just, you know, just be playful and be kid, be a kid myself. All the difference is that I just had a camera in my hand. And so that's what made me comfortable. That's what made me happy. And that's why the, for the first year of my business, I was more of a kid photographer, children photographer, newborn photographer, family photographer, because for me, that's what I wanted to be doing. Um, and that made me uncomfortable to talk to adults. It was kind of like, oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to you know, pose you or anything like that. Um, so, yeah. So back to your question as far as like going to Brooks and stuff, I think for me, um, it was the best thing that I could have done at that time. Um, if you were to if I was to come into this industry today, knowing that I love weddings and I love photographing people. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have gone to school, um, knowing what I know now, going through the three years, you know, 10 years down the road, knowing what I know now about my business and this industry, I would probably be that self-taught photographer and I would probably take workshops, maybe take one or two a year um, and just learn that way. You know, I think that's sort of the better way to go if you're a wedding photographer, you know, so in today's industry, I'm not talking about 
commercial advertising. I'm not talking, I can't talk for any of those, but I can talk for wedding and portrait photography, at least in my opinion. Um, so, so yeah. Sure. No, that's awesome. Um, going through like your work, uh, I kind of wanted this next section. I I do want to get into like, I guess your aesthetics, if you want to say that, if you don't want to use the word style. (laughs) Yeah. Use it how you want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just going through your portfolio and stuff. I was just thinking, sure. <laughs> does this guy ever shoot like on a cloudy day or like a rainy day? Um, I was like, it's like the portfolio just seems like the Jose Villa world just seems like a world of perfect days or something like that. And um, <laughs> there's something to your brand though in that, you know, that um, you're kind of your your product is almost like you're giving you're giving people a sense of like a perfect day almost is that that's at least what I'm seeing. It's like this idealized dream that's there. Um, but, and I feel like a lot of photographers really try to do that. You know, they try to capture the ideal, ideal day for the clients, Mm -hmm. but I think you're one of the most successful at actually doing it. Does that make sense? Like yours is more believable in a way. Right. Right. As Um, far as, um, the, this sort of um, how like a certain style you mean or what do you as far as posing uh, what do you mean by yeah I mean maybe it's yeah maybe it's, it's just everything I mean it's just like you know first I mean you're shooting a lot of like uh, just ambient light so there's mm-hmm. it's like okay this really could have happened that kind of thing yeah um, every it's none of your poses ever feel forced there's yeah. kind of a relaxed kind of calmness to everything mm-hmm. um, and there's just kind of a a tenderness and like intimacy there so I just, it just feels natural i guess yeah, yeah. Um, and so i don't know i would just love for you to talk about that and where that kind of comes from you know sure. work yeah I, I think actually that's one of the biggest um two things i think it's one of the biggest compliments i get from my potential clients and i think it's one of the hardest things for me to accomplish um and, and i think the reason I think it's one of the hardest things is because you really have to show your client who you are first so that they can open up to you. And I'm kind of a private person. Like, you would never know that. I know it sounds silly based on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But um, I don't really – I mean, I'm kind of shy. Like, you know, if I'm thrown in a group of people, I'm usually the one that, like, sits back and just hears everybody. And I'll chime in here and there. And that's just not my thing. It's That's just the honest truth. Um, but, you know, one of the biggest things for me is, as a person, being genuine. And being genuine to yourself, but then also being genuine to other people. And I think what I've really learned is to just be yourself, to – be genuine and then they will be genuine back to you. Um, and so, you know, I ask questions and I let people know, you know, I, I open up to them and I let them know who I am. But you know what? A lot of it too has to do with um, how I direct people and what I do to get them to that place where for me it feels genuine. Um, it's all based on feeling. It's all based on if I don't feel anything it's probably not good enough or it's probably not working. So you know what? Pick up, walk around the corner and try it again. Um, and that's totally fine. I think that a lot of photographers freeze up and I speak for myself, you know, hand me a camera and, um, you know, introduce me to somebody right away. I can definitely get into it right away. Like even not from knowing them, like I, I, I think I'm, I've sort of mastered that, you know, after 10 years, but, um, I'm talking 
five years ago or even four years ago, I was still nervous to meet with people and to really get to know who they are and to really let them know who I am. I think it was just sort of that nervousness of letting them know who exactly I was. But I think the biggest thing is if you just are genuine and you, um, you know, you sort of establish that genuineness between everybody, between you three, the couple and yourself, then I think that's the number one priority for me. Um, and then it goes, then it goes to how do you place a subject? Where do you place them? What type of lighting to use? I mean, it's not just, I mean, I have a lot of people that say, Oh, you know, especially my family. Oh, photography. That seems really easy. That's no big deal. Anybody could do that. And really, no. And I have people that say, you know, um, it's so great that you got that picture and it's, it feels so genuine, but they don't really realize that there's so much to that picture. Like they asked me, how did you get that picture? Um, I can't really tell you exactly how I got that picture. There's so many different elements that made that picture happen. Um, whether it was my energy, their energy, what I was saying to them. Sometimes, honestly, I, and it sounds really interesting, <laughs> but I manipulate my clients. I manipulate them to get them to that place where I want them to be. And by me manipulating, I mean, and that's probably not the best word to use, but what I mean is I might have them close their eyes and I might have them hold hands and then I might have them lean over and kiss while their eyes are closed. And so what's going to happen is they're probably going to kiss each other on their forehead, on their nose, on their eyeball. And guess what's going to happen? The next thing that's going to happen is what I want. They're probably going to laugh. They're probably going to think it was the stupidest thing they've ever done in front of a person. And I'm going to get that genuineness out of them. Like, that's what I mean by manipulating them or getting them to that place where I want them to be. And so honestly, like, that's the first thing that I do if I'm dealing with a, a hard um, or a tough uh, groom, let's say, for example. Because, you know, usually guys are like, oh, God, this is so ridiculous. You know, what are we doing? You know, especially if the groomsmen are around, they want to be tough guys, you know, all this stuff. So if I bring, and this is why it's good to do engagement sessions, but if I bring the client um, away from everybody and get that energy away at the day of the wedding, then that's the first thing I'll do. If I didn't do an engagement session with them is I'll have them close their eyes, lean in and kiss. And that's for me to get a groom to smile and crack up like that is is like it's it's breaking the ice. I know that after I do that, he's gonna have an awesome time. Um, and honestly, like if you have a groom that's uh, or any client or subject or, or engagement session or whatever, um, where there is that gonna be that genuine communication, uh, then try that. If you have trouble with some of your clients, and I bet you it's going to work immediately. Um, so I think laughing and getting people to open up and be themselves is really really big. So. Figure out certain ways to make that happen on your own. I mean, I have a handful of things that I do that gets my clients to relax or to loosen up or to smile or or to maybe, you know, um, I don't know, just be themselves. And you know what? You have to be fast and you got to be able to get those shots as they happen because those moments fa happen so fast that if you miss it, then it's done, it's gone, and, and you're probably too slow. <laughs> uh, you know what? It all comes from experience. So, you know, don't be hard on yourself. I mean, there's so many photographers. I do workshops. I've been doing workshops for seven years. I meet so many new photographers that, you know, want success now. And they have to really understand and realize that it's all about experience. It's not just about picking up a camera or being, you know, picking up a contacts and getting Fuji film and snapping away and thinking you're going to be the next successful photographer and, you know, overnight. Um, it's all about experience and really getting to, you know, build that brand, which doesn't take a week or two. I mean, 
it's very rare when it happens, when I know that it's happened to somebody in a year or two, which I think, hey, that's all, that's amazing. Good for them. But honestly, it took me about five years to really get to that point where I felt like, um, you know, I felt like, gosh, this is, yeah, I kind of have it down and I felt comfortable with myself and what I was doing. Yeah, I was just going to kind of ask you about that, of how how you kind of got to that point of where you felt like you found your little groove, like, okay, this is who I am as a photographer and this is what I'm just going to push, you know? Um, yeah. So you're, th- so you're thinking about it took about five years and is that just like trial and error, that kind of thing? Or how did you get to that point of realization? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think it took me about five years where I, I, that's a comfortable number for me to tell you that that's about where I felt comfortable directing my clients, booking my clients, um, meeting them for the first time and actually making money <laughs> is uh, what they would tell me in school. They would say, Oh yeah, it's going to take you five to 10 years to actually make you know, some money. And so it took me, it, I mean, I'll take that, the money part back. It took me probably three years to actually make some money. Um, but the five years to be very solid and comfortable with, um, with every, everything, every, the whole system that I had going on, um, where I trusted myself, I trusted my cameras, I trusted people around me. Um, so about five, I would say five years. It's a good number. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about limitations, maybe, and how those affect how those kind of um, play a role in you kind of developing your style, common you know vision or whatever people know you for, because it mm-hmm. seems like you have a certain set of limitations you tend to work in. You know whether it's mm-hmm. like not a lot of on camera flash ever. Yeah, uh, it's mostly middle of the you know mostly daytime, not a lot of like nighttime stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this focal length seems very the same almost kind of a normal lens almost the whole time. I don't see a lot of like crazy wide angle stuff from you or like really obscene telephoto stuff, you know? Um, so just talk about working within those limitations and how those help kind of mold who you are. Yeah. Well, I think a big part of um, someone's success is consistency. And uh, consistency is probably one of the biggest uh, terms, word <laughs> in my in my life, really. Even uh, as consistent in your life, consistent in, you know, even your business. So, so, so that's one. And then the other one is simplicity. Simplicity is huge for me. I'm a very, very minimalist person and photographer. I mean, if you were to see my home, my home is very minimalist. It's clean. It's simple. It's, I mean, that's basically how I see the world. And, um, like I can't work in an office that's cluttered. I can't work in an office that's even dusty. (laughs) I just can't, (laughs) you know? Um, and so, and I take that into even how I see the world. Um, I want to compose a certain subject in this type of lighting and in this particular spot because it's going to simplify the backdrop, which is going to make them stand out, which is going to allow me to really just work on getting their genuine communication. So anyway, consistency and simplicity, all of those things um, sort of tie into everything and even maybe someone's success, I would say. Um, you know, yes, I shoot with the 80 on my contact 645 at f2.0 all the time yes i shoot fuji 400h in the day all the time you know i shoot it's just these that's just you got it down what you got to do i think is a successful photographer it's like actually even a successful business is really master something that you truly absolutely love and do it the best you can possibly do 
And I bet you that that's going to come back times 10, times 100, times 1,000, and you're going to attract those type of clients. Those are the type of – here's the thing. I only really need – and this is probably a lot more than a lot of photographers shoot, but maybe 40 weddings a year. That's all I need is 40 clients from this whole entire world. That's all I want. And so that's all I need. That's all I'm looking for to make someone – these 40 couples love my work. And guess what? That's simple. 40 couples, that's nothing. Um, but – you know, yes, consistency and even how this, the website is, the branding, um, how you – even how you pick up the phone to how you email people. I mean, seriously, we could probably be on this phone interview for a 100 years about everything that goes into making a successful business, at least in my opinion. Um, but so my limitations is, yeah, you know what? I only show what I want you to see. Um, you don't see ballroom weddings, nothing against ballroom wedding, but you know what? I just, I've gotten to the point where it's 10 years down the road where I've worked my ass off and, um, you know, like all of us do where now I can pick, I can pick the type of clients that I want. And, you know, honestly, it took me, I'm not even joking, 10 years to say that. Um, I, you know, and that's just because I've worked so hard to make it to make this consistent brand and look in my design again and then in the photography. So, um, you know, yes, that doesn't mean that I don't shoot at night, of course. I mean, I shoot, you know, high-speed films, 3200, uh, you know, Kodak at night, rated at 1600. I mean, maybe I'm getting a little too technical, but honestly, I'm not a technical person. But usually people like to know, well, what films and what speeds and all that stuff. kind of say that really quickly and then um you know i'm using a video light and i'm using flash whenever i have to and um you know honestly like working with a really good assistant is huge i'm only as good as you're or actually i should put it as you're only as really good as you are because of your assistant um you know i've been working with the same assistant who happens to be my sister for seven years i trained her since she was 16 and um, and then I have my office manager um, and studio manager who I've also worked with for seven years. And these people are I – I could never do it on my own. I can't stay here and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I don't know. I shoot 40 weddings a year and I do editorials all on my own. No, I, I no. Um, I would be lying. You know, I have makeup artists that help me, wedding planners. I mean, it goes down to all these people that refer me, magazines, blogs. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but you know, the number one thing about being in business is just being a good person. And I hear that too often today about these photographers or people in the industry that, you know, maybe it gets to them a little bit and they start talking this, you know, it's just, here's the thing. We're photographers and, um, we should just be really focusing, no pun intended on the photos, you know, just, just being a good photographer and being a good person. Um, but anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. I can talk on for, <laughs> But, you know, the bottom line really is just um, showing what I really want in return. You know, no real big ad campaign from Gucci or I don't even know other big uh, companies. You know, they show the type of clients really that they're wanting to attract. And that's what I'm doing myself. I'm doing the same exact thing. Um, And really, you know what? It's okay not to show every single wedding that you photograph on your blog. It's totally cool. You know what? Some photographers might say, oh, that's lying. That's cheating. You know, you're not telling everybody. No. Honestly, like, that's how we grow as photographers, in my opinion. So if you have a wedding that you don't want to show, maybe, you know, hey, I'm sure there's some great portrait shots. Maybe the maybe it was a ballroom wedding or something. I'll still show shots. 
you know, and I'll still show certain things, maybe some details outside or something like that. But here's the thing. You have to make it happen for yourself. So be that art director. And I tell this to everybody I run into really in my workshops is that you are the art director. You're the one that makes this photo happen. So what do you do? You make it happen. So what does that mean? Well, okay, you got to direct. You got to even have to start telling your bride and groom, you know what, maybe you should put in some nice uplighting in that ballroom and, and I'll show you why and I'll give them examples. I'll say, hey, look, this is a situation where there was no uplighting in this ballroom and look at this situation. This has a ballroom light, yes, but it's got uplighting and it's got a you know a spotlight on you on the dance floor and look how beautiful it is and, da -da -da. and then when you show them that, honestly, they are probably going to bring in more lighting. Um, so you really kind of have to just show your clients. You know, most of these clients don't know much about photography. They've never been married before. Um, you know, whatever the situation may be, but just walk them through and really make it easy on yourself. Because um, look, if you tell them or you suggest to bring in some lighting, that's going to make it easy on you. So why wouldn't you want to suggest? Um, you know, so anyway, these are just things that I've learned throughout the process, and so that makes my photography consistent. It makes their album a complete consistent flow of the day and that's the final product is an album from the getting ready to the church let's say which is dark to really bright light as they walk out to then a ballroom where it's dark and you're dealing with tungsten and horrible light but still as a good photographer you have to be consistent so be that art director and plan that day with your bride and groom or the wedding planner to make it flow yeah curious do you ever because you're your stuff has obviously a very specific look to where it's like it's kind of soft, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you ever have like just uh, an itch to like just do something completely opposite? Um, <laughs> or, have you and just not shown it? Yeah, or, uh... yeah like don't um, like like don't backlight and uh, do like totally frontal lighting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. And I have been playing with that. Um, but I do that with my editorials and uh, I do have an example or a samples of that that maybe I can even give you to put on your blog. But um, yes, I do. I do explore the option of other types of lighting, which I can do. But honestly, for a wedding, I don't know. A wedding to me is very soft and feminine and beautiful and timeless. And I just don't think that that type of lighting, the, the harsh lighting is very complimentary to anyone's skin unless they're a model and they're drop dead gorgeous and they are flawless and they have no under eye <laughs> or they have, you know, the no zits or whatever you want to call them or scars on their faces. Um, then you can probably light them very, you know, front, very frontal light. Um, but yes, I do. Yes, I play around, but honestly, the soft lighting and the backlighting is kind of the signature thing I've been doing, I guess, maybe for the last 10 years, which really is complimentary to people's faces, normal looking people like me. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I'm always interested in, especially for any artist, is like, you know, when you talk about this need to have a consistent product and a consistent thing that people, when they hire you, they know exactly what they're getting. Um, how do you balance that with um, the need to kind of experiment to kind of fuel your creativity? Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Like, consistency is great but I uh, I see some artists that get bored with it and it burns them yeah. out um, and they just because they know how to, it becomes like a formula for them like to, to, to yeah. do it over and over uh -huh. um, but they need that kind of 
unknown challenge at times to really keep them fresh and going. Sure. Well, I, um, yeah, I totally know what you mean because, well, actually this is an example. Um, about three years ago, I showed this wedding on my blog or I don't even know where, maybe a magazine. I'm not really too sure, but it was at a location that was sort of down the road. It was beautiful. It's a great place. But the thing is, is that I, I got hired, which is a good thing, six times during that year at the same place. And honestly, it all sounded like fun and games when I was signing the contracts and I was getting checks left and right, all this fun stuff, right? But you don't really realize it until you're like wedding number three at that location in that year. And I'm like, oh my God, like what do I need to go somewhere else? Like I need to take the client and take them around the corner and do something completely different because I had gotten to the point where I was just like, wait a minute, did I already photograph the cake? And my, my sister's like, yeah, yeah, you already shot the cake. And I'm like, oh, because it was like the same almost exact cake at the same exact location, the same exact lighting. And it was like only two weeks difference. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, wow, like crazy. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, wedding number three, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, and, you know, it is a challenge because a lot of clients, the reason those six clients booked me, well, not the main reason, but one of the main reasons is because they saw that particular wedding that they loved and they said, we want that exact same wedding. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, okay, well, you know what? Maybe it's not all fun and games, and now I'm struggling. Um, but, you know, honestly, what you do is that the great thing is that, yes, it's different days. It's different vendors. It's different people, different even what they're wearing. Um, you know, I'm very inspired by um, what they're wearing. I'm inspired by people. I'm inspired by color. And every wedding is completely different. And so also, so with these particular weddings, after the third one, I started taking my, my clients to different parts of the of this property. I mean, I'm talking we even went off property um, to do portraits of like the families and the and the and them two together and stuff like that. Um, to to help me get through that fourth and fifth and sixth wedding. That's what I needed to do. So yes, I I understand what you mean as far as like um you know yes being consistent but then not getting burnt out. And now because of that situation um, I get burnt out on, on where, like, locations. I don't necessarily get burnt out on the type of lighting I shoot all the time. I'm talking, like, that type of consistency mm-hmm. or type of equipment that I use. But yes, of course, sometimes I'll throw in a Holga. Sometimes I'll bring, you know, my 35 millimeter rangefinder. Sometimes I'll bring, like, certain other things to sort of spice it up for me because, yes, then I do start feeling a little bit of, like, a, ugh, gosh, here we go again. Um, and, you know, one year I shot 60 weddings. And by, seriously, by the 50th one in November, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this again. And so, yeah, you know, now I'm at 40. But, you know, the thing is, is that what I really love um, about what I have or what we have as wedding photographers is that now we're doing a lot of these small little editorials. And so that helps me to break away from, uh, you know, maybe doing the same wedding thing. And also, I pick and choose now a little bit more than I ever have. So I don't go to the same location two or three times a year, let's say. Um, of course, it depends on the situation. It depends on, you know, time of year and all that good stuff. But yeah. I, do, I do control a lot of that now based on, uh, you know, inquiries and how they come in and all that good stuff. And here's the thing. Sometimes we forget that we're our own bosses and we can do whatever we want and say no to jobs. Like, it's okay to say no. You know, if that means that you're not going to burn out, it's totally fine. You know, maybe instead of doing that gig at that same location for the fifth time, Leave that date open and maybe schedule something else. So, you know, I love vacation. Like I love traveling. I love 
you know, going to different countries. And that always, when I come back from those trips, it really helps to rejuvenize everything, um, even things in my life, uh, you know, to help me kind of get through the year, let's say, for example. Yeah. But time management is something that I've struggled for a long time. So I'm not <laughs> that, you know, I'm making sure that, like, I, I, I'm a yes guy. I take on way too much. Um, but you know, Hey, I've learned through the process. It's what it's all about. Like I can't sit here and say, Oh yeah, I'm the best, you know, at scheduling my, my year or, or even the next month. I, I mean, it's like, really, I did that because it sounds great when you're booking it. But then by the time that it's time to shoot it and time to travel and go do it, it's like, Oh my gosh, really? I got to get on this flight like to France and then come back and shoot a wedding the next day in San Francisco. That's crazy. Um, you know, and, and it sounds like all fun and games, the whole travel destination weddings and stuff, but really it's a lot of work. It's definitely more work than most people uh, think it is. And don't get me wrong, I love it, but I really only take on a certain amount. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, so why film for you? Uh, well, because it's not broke. <laughs> and because I don't want to fix it. Because I don't like change. <laughs> because, uh, because I love printing in the darkroom, not myself, but I pay a lab to do that, uh, because I love organic, timeless things. Um, that's why, and you know, nothing against digital. I mean, digital has its specific look. I know why people like it. I, I understand it, but I don't know. I just really feel that film is, film speaks to me. Film is sort of the thing that makes me feel happy. Um, yes, the quality and the look of it, but also the workflow because when you think about it, it's also, it's a, a lifestyle thing. It's, I mean, as a digital shooter, and I've asked almost every digital shooter that's ever taken my workshop how much time they spend on, a, on their computer in front of their screen editing a whole wedding. And I don't think I've ever had anybody tell me it was less than two or three or four hours. Um, the average number I get, everyone works different, but the average number I get is like eight to 40 hours on one wedding. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I could be doing other things. I could be, I could be like shooting editorials. I could be going on vacation. I, I could be, you know, doing all these other things that make me happy. Um, you know, so anyway, that, that's sort of why for me film is kind of where it's at. And, you know, honestly, I don't know any different. Like, yes, I've tapped into film. Yes, I've shot the X Pro 110, whatever. I don't even know what freaking one model is that i shot like i just shot the fuji campaign i don't even know what it's called but <laughs> um i hope Fuji doesn't listen to this but um yeah I won't so but anyway it's a great camera i mean it's, it's fine it's a great camera but you know i just film for me is where it's at and i you know and, and here's the thing it's it's not about fuji or kodak or any of that stuff for me it's just about being a great photographer and um you know just really loving loving the look of film yeah I'm curious with with you. Um, do you see yourself continue with weddings, or do you see yourself ever branching off into just more like strictly kind of editorial commercial? Because you obviously have the skill and the ability to just focus completely on editorial, I think, and do fine because your stuff looks like editorial so much. Yeah. Um, or is there something about weddings that you just want to that you just love that you want to keep shooting them? Yes. Um... The biggest thing about photographing weddings that I love is that the bride and groom thank you. They appreciate you. 
I very rarely have a model that says, you know, thank you so much for these memories. <laughs> you know, a hundred percent of the time I have cli- my brides and grooms say, you know what? Thank you so much. We're so honored to have you. Uh, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm freaking honored to be here with you. It's they thank you. It, it's like you're really documenting a piece of their life. And there's nothing like that. Photographing models is fun. It's great. It's easy. They move correctly. If you have, you know, the best models you work with, they know usually how to pose themselves. It's easy as a photographer in most cases. Um, or easier, I should say. But yeah, no, that's the main reason really is because they really thank you. And you know what? It doesn't, it's really, it's really hard being a wedding photographer. It's not easy. It's actually for me easier to shoot editorials because it's a lot more controlled than it is to shoot a wedding. You know, with wedding photography, as you know, we're thrown into so many different lighting situations. You know, we're in darker situations, tungsten, um, you know, bright, crazy light, you know, then you have the rain and you have all these things that, that just stuff that's uncontrollable that you, you know, you can't move around. I mean, you can't reschedule a wedding two weeks before the wedding because it's going to rain. You know, yeah, you could reschedule an editorial, you know, that's going to happen two weeks before the editorial shoot because, you know, the rain's coming, you know. So it's challenges that were thrown into weddings that I also love. And it's like it doesn't it's not it's not easy. And it takes a certain person to be a wedding photographer. Yeah. Um I guess you're talk a little bit more about um your book um you have out it came out last year is that correct yeah it came out in march it was like the last week of march okay um i personally don't have it and i haven't seen it but i know a lot of people (laughs) that uh have okay that's okay and they love it um so uh i guess tell me about uh why you made a book and, yeah, uh, just what it's about. Honestly, I um, it wasn't my idea to make a wedding photography book, and the name of the book is Fine Art Wedding Photography. Um, I started using fine art wedding photography ten years ago when I thought, you know, I'm a wedding photographer, but what does that mean? Am I a photojournalist photographer? Am I a lifestyle? Like, what am I? And so I just said, oh, I'm a fine art wedding photographer. Um, and so anyway, um. Random House called me up random randomly. <laughs> uh, they said, "They said, hey, you know, we we have been looking at you to do a book, and um, this was like two years ago, and um, we've done our research, and you are the guy that we want to do the first wedding. Well, sorry, the second wedding book ever." And I said, no, 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 I don't, I mean, that's honestly, like, I don't want to make a wedding book, like wedding, that's, that's boring. Like, why don't we do like a travel book? Like I've been to Mexico a million times. I've been all over, you know, all over the world. Why don't we do a documentary book? And they said, yeah, no, that won't work. We already have a thousand of those. And I said, oh my gosh, okay, fine, fine, fine. So tell me more about this book. And so they kind of told me what was involved and what I needed to do and how much time they needed of me and all that stuff. And I said, okay, well, you know, my schedule is crazy. I have like 40 something weddings this year, but yeah, sure, let's do it. But I'm not a writer. That's the thing is I don't, I, that's the reason why I don't even write on my blog much is because I let the photos speak for themselves. I'm not a writer at all. I'm the first to admit. So I said, I, I'm not going to write the book. Um, so do you have author for me? Like, do you have somebody that will, will write it? Um, and they said, yeah, we do. But instead what I did is actually, I, I did my research and I had been interviewed by this guy named Jeff Kent, uh, who I co-authored 
authored this book with. And, uh, you know, he wrote basically what he would do is he would um, interview me every other day for two hours a day for about six months straight. Um, you know, of course, we would miss certain, you know, meetings based on travel and family, you know, engagements and whatnot. But um, I had never met him before, but he had done an interview with me with uh, PPA Magazine, Professional Photographers of America, probably like eight years ago. And that's how we met. And I loved the way that he wrote about me and about my approach to, to weddings. And so I had called him and I said, hey, Jeff, we have this opportunity. Like, I don't want anybody else to do this but you. Would you be interested? And he said, yeah, this is the first book that I've ever done. But yeah, let's do it. So that's kind of how it all happened. And it took about a year to get going. And, um, you know, I didn't want it to be like, honestly, like I, I had so many different, like so many disagreements with Random House. And, um, you know, and I, and they know that and we're very, you know, very sort of front with each other. And, um, I just, I said, look, I don't want a lot of text. I don't want, I just want a ton of photos. Can we just show photos? And they're like, no, no, we can't show, we can't, we have to show, we have to do a lot of text because if, if it was just all about the photos, people would just see it on your blog. And so, or on your website. And so then I had to compromise and it was, that was one of the, that was the, one of the hardest things for me is to put as much text as there is in that book. And so anyway, a year later, the book comes out and now I look at the book and I'm proud of it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's definitely an accomplishment. Um, you know, I remember going through school and thinking, you know, one day it'd be fun to be in PDN, but PDN was like, you know, photo district news, the magazine, if you don't know what it is, but it's like, it's, it's like reaching to the stars, you know, because that's like our photography Bible when we were in, in photography school, it was like PDN. Oh my God, you know, only the best get in PDN. And so then I was, and then even remembering, oh yeah, one day I'd want a book. Um, I didn't know what kind of a book. And so then, and so then through the whole process of this whole 10 years being published in PDN, being published in all these amazing publications, things sort of started to happen. And then the book came and then the workshops and then this and that. So there's been so many different amazing things that have happened. Um, but partly the biggest reason why I wanted to do something like this is to really show people that, you know what, there still is film photographers out there. Um, you know, it's, it's okay. Like, you know, I've seen, I've been in this for 10 years where I've seen everybody go to digital and, uh, me and two other people locally were film. And so my business skyrocketed then because it became a niche and because people that were interested in film photography really were only, I was only competing with them too. And that was it. I wasn't competing with 150 other photographers. And so my business completely grew based on the fact that, yes, of course, you know, my, the look of my work and the style and whatever, but also based on the fact that it was shot on film. And so um, anyway, so that's part of the big reason actually why I did the book is just to let people know, hey, hey, it's cool to shoot film and you can shoot film and be successful, too. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we kind of just took it from there. And it's been it's been great. I mean, it's it's now in. um it's translated into Polish and um, they're translating it into Spanish. And uh, so it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see that it's now, you know, because of its popularity in different countries, it's starting to be translated in different countries and in different uh, languages. That is awesome. I think everybody wants to have a book. At least every photographer I know would love to have a Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> big things. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, maybe the first thing is to be published. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing might be like a book. <laughs> right. <laughs> And the next is like a, an exhibit at MoMA or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, who knows? Like if you accomplish all those things, like I don't even know like what to do next. It's like, yeah. what do you do next? Yeah. Die, I think, is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I don't yeah. know. Um, tell me about uh, your workshop. 
coming up uh, November this yeah. year, right? And what's yeah. the deal with that? Well, I um, this is going to be the sixth uh, Mexico workshop that I've done six year six years in a row, and um, I, it's November fourth through November eighth, and it's in a hacienda built three hundred and fifty years ago in a town called Agualulco del Mercado. <laughs> uh, I was born in Mexico, so I can say that. <laughs> um, and I released it today, and it sold out. So. Um, uh, yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It sold out and I'm really excited about it. Um, released it. I think it sold out in like five minutes or something like that. But, um, it's the only workshop I do this year, uh, or I'm going to be doing this year. Last year I did three or four. I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, that's, that workshop's like my baby. It's like my thing. It's, um, I scouted the location years ago. I did like a whole mock, like setup and everything seven years ago with friends. I just flew like three of my friends down there. We, well, I didn't fly them down there, but, you know, we got together and they came with me. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, we set up a whole shoot. We, you know, we scouted locations. Like, I tested out the hacienda. We stayed there. We ate the food. Um, this hacienda, you know, sleeps like maybe 40 people. But it's like, I mean, you got to, so a hacienda is, for those of you who don't know, is like a, like an Italian villa. It's like this big home with kind of like a compound sort of thing. And, you know, numerous families would stay there. So this hacienda at one point had maybe, I don't know, 10 different families staying there and, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, it's got a lot of history. It's now a hotel and spa. And uh, seven years ago, it was very low key. Now it's, you know, now it's, it's grown and most of their clients are um, from South America, which is, which is really great. But I started bringing Americans there and even people from all over the world. Last year we had, um, attendees from London, from, uh, Australia, from Hong Kong, from Canada, from, I mean, just all over the, all over the world, from Sweden, the Netherlands, Netherlands, all over the place. And, um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty amazing to bring, you know, a select group of people and to have this thing in common, which is photography and the love of it. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the real world on MTV, <laughs> but, but not that crazy. There's no right. fighting, that stuff. The um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we actually get down and, and learn and, you know, we're inspired by each other and, um, I bring guest speakers, which is awesome. I'm very, uh, you know, fortunate to have people like Abby of Stalmy Pretty come along. We've become good friends. Uh, Shira from Martha Stewart Weddings, she's coming and uh, we've become friends. And Joy Thigpen, and, you know, she's in, in the South and Georgia and Atlanta. And we've become good friends. So, you know, all these people have become such great friends because we have so much in common, even though they may not be photographers, but now they are my guest speakers. And I bring them on because these are people that help me get to that point, help me be successful. And we help each other. You know, maybe Joy Thigpen might style something that's absolutely amazing that's going to go on once wed, but I'm going to be there to photograph it in the way that she wants it to be photographed. So we have that in common. We understand each other. Um, and so same thing with Shira and same thing with Abby and the makeup artist that I bring along. Um, and Joel, you know, who does the Super 8, who, who um, is my husband, I bring him along too. Um, you know, so... It's all these people that make it for make it you know for for me and I make it for them too you know it's like a group of people and it's pretty amazing um, it's really inspiring even for me because most of these people that come are um, you know maybe two years three years into it and they want to get to that next level and it's so awesome for me to see how they all walk away being friends they refer each other 
Um, they, you know, they're there to learn. They pick up even maybe film, maybe they're digital shooters. And, and one thing really quickly is that my workshops are not geared towards film or digital. Um, it's pretty much any, you're, you're just a photographer. Let's do this. And the good thing is that people pick up film and they love it and they make a, you know, their business out of it. It's pretty amazing. So anyway, not to like talk up my workshop, but that's sort of the, it's an experience. It really is, um, definitely, you know, something that is not just in a class and let's just ch- chat about f-stops. It goes beyond that. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty amazing for me to, to watch and to see what people get out of it. Yeah. Um, Got a couple uh, questions uh, that people had, and so I'll uh, kind of run these by you just super quick. This will be kind of yeah. the last thing. So um, Marissa Bowers, uh, she, she asks, how did he make the jump from being, uh, locally, from being locally known to internationally known? I want to mm-hmm. know how one goes uh, from having a name within a circle to having a name within a much larger, broader circle. Got it. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. Actually, I don't really have an answer. <laughs> like, I don't have one answer. I can't tell you, um, go drink this potion. <laughs> uh, I think what it comes down to is many elements that I talked about during this whole interview. Um, you know, being that the great person that you are, um, you know, having the consistency, being a simple person, but being a good person, um, working with certain people and being and being easy to work with. I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, and give yourself some time. Um, let, you know, a year or two or three go by and, and don't be hard on yourself and don't kick yourself in the butt and don't, you know what I mean? It's just like, and I know a lot of that sounds very self-explanatory or whatever or you heard it a hundred times, but honestly, that's kind of what it's all about. I mean, honestly, it's been 10 years um, and, you know, I just want people to know that it's not one of those things where it happens overnight and, yeah. You know, maybe that's kind of, uh, I don't want to crush anyone's dreams. It's not, you know, it, it took, Hey, it took me five years, like I said, to actually get to that place of being solid, you know, a solid photographer and really mastering everything that I do. Um, and it might take you two years. It might take you one year. It might take you six months and that's amazing, but it took me five years. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't have one answer to give you other than everything that we talked about in the last 45 minutes. Awesome. Um, Jenny Kruger, she asks, uh, I love his tones and the light in his work. I'd love to know what he does when a wedding just doesn't seem to have those lighter colors, but instead kind of a darker ambiance, uh, that lent, that doesn't lend itself well to your, to his style. Mm-hmm. So is that just one of those, you just don't blog or how does that work? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, it's one of those things I don't blog, but, uh, <laughs> but she's asking how I get those tones. Um, it's a tech, and of course, it's a technical thing. It's something that I call a formula. You know, we all, as photographers and artists, even painters, you know, they have their formula. They use certain brushes or paints or even brands or whatever. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I love overexposing Fuji 400H film in the day. Um, I expose to the shadow. Uh, I get beautiful skin tone with Fuji 400H. It's not overexposing too much. You still see the detail in the dress, which maybe in most cases is white. And then you see the detail in the black in the suit with that the groom is wearing. So that's what I love about this film is that it just has that beautiful quality and it has that look that I like. 
you know, yes, Kodak has a specific look too that they developed, um, you know, emulsions to make a specific image look a certain way. Um, you know, but honestly, you could take a Kodak negative or even a Fuji negative, and if you know how to scan and on an Aritzu or a Frontier, you could probably make them match. But you know what? Most people don't. So you have to rely on a lab. I use Richard Photo Lab in Los Angeles, and these people know what I like. I've worked with them for eight years. We both know my formula. Um, and, you know, when it, when it comes to a darker situation, uh, I resort to, you know, sometimes, let's say it's like really dark, that I resort to photographing with flash. I mean, there's just no other way. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, unless you shoot digital, that's the advantage that, you, you know, digital photographers have. Um, or, you know what, I shoot black and white, and I shoot 3200, and I rate it at 1600. Um, so really quickly on the technical part of it, with 400H, or actually with every single film that I use, I rate my film, which means I cut my film in half on its ISO or ASA. So if it's 400, I rate it at 200, and I tell that to my camera, and I shoot the whole day just like that. Um, 200, 400, 800, 1600, 30, whatever it is film that I'm using, I cut it in half and that will allow a little more light to come into my, you know, my viewfinder to be able to, um, in the shutter, whatever, to, to be able to lighten up my image a little bit. Um, and you know what? Like I want it to be as easy as possible for my lab so that they don't have to make a lot of adjustments. So I'm doing everything in camera. Like the best, one of the biggest things about having the consistency is, you know, just, doing everything in camera and doing it there right away so that you don't have to mess with that later. You're wasting time later. That's my, that's my whole thing about it. My whole mentality with shooting with film. And, and even as a digital shooter, I think that digital shooters, in my humble opinion, should also shoot that way. Unless you love being in front of the computer. And honestly, I haven't met many people that say, I absolutely love being on Lightroom, uh, for, you know, 40 hours at a wedding. I love it. It's like my, <laughs> yeah. If that's you, go go for it. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, two more quick ones. Uh, Sharon Campbell say, asks, uh, how did working directly with online and print publications such as Diamond Purdy and Southern Weddings change his bookings, or if any change at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I can tell you that um, some of the biggest paid clients. Um, and some of my favorite weddings have come through blogs like Style Me Pretty and Once Wed. Um, Southern Weddings as well. Uh, but I, I absolutely love Once Wed. I absolutely love Style Me Pretty and I love them for different reasons. There's other blogs that I like as well. I mean, I love Wedding Chicks. I, I love, um, you know, even 100 Layer Cake. Those are other ones. Green Wedding Shoes. You know, but the last three that I mentioned, I don't, I don't submit to as much. Uh, the bigger one for me is Once Wet and Stomach Pretty. And the reason I love Stomach Pretty is because of the amount of traffic they get. They probably get the most traffic that any other wedding blog it gets out there. And I can tell you, because I just got an email today from Abby, um, who owns Sal Me Pretty. Um, she just emailed me her numbers, like as far as like how much traffic she gets. And if I can pull up my email here really quickly without delaying too much, I can tell you what those numbers are if my email pulls up here. <laughs> But, um, go, go. anyway, so, so yeah, Sammy Pretty. And then once I love for its, um, I love it for its aesthetic. I connect with Once Wed more than any other blog because of the look and feel and the type of clients they attract. For me, that's my type of client. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, definitely has a huge impact. Blogging and even being in print, print, um, publications like Martha Stewart Weddings, one of my favorites, Town and Country. 
um, magazine, wedding magazine, and then a few others. Um, last one, Stephen Seward. Uh, he asks, uh, looking back, what was his biggest mistake starting out, and what would he do differently if he could? Ah, one of the biggest mistakes. Well, I I continue to do mis- make mistakes, um, <laughs> uh, even today. But one of the biggest mistakes I think I've ever made during the time of me starting my business was um, to put my advertising dollars in the wrong place. Um, and this sounds really, really ridiculous today, but back then I was putting a $400, and this is really embarrassing, $400 uh, a month um, ad in the Yellow Pages. Ooh. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, it's embarrassing. But the thing is, is that 10 years ago, there was no blogs. 10 years ago, there was publications, but I didn't have the work to back me up. I didn't have the work to to submit to magazines like, you know, Martha Stewart back then or Town & Country Weddings. I mean, they would look at my weddings and laugh. They'd think, oh, God, this guy's shooting, you know, $500 weddings at a park, <laughs> you know. Um, and so I didn't have that clientele. And so the, the way that I did it back then, my mentality was, you know what, I just need to be seen and I need to be seen quick because I love weddings now and I want to be shooting. Um, and so, yeah, honestly, like I actually got jobs off of yellow pages and then Google, um, Google, what is it called? Not analytics, uh, that the hits when you click on it every time it's. AdWords, yeah. Then I that when it first started, which was like nine or t- eight years ago, and that got me like twelve weddings one year, which is crazy. And then so I never did the yellow pages things again. Then I did the AdWords, and then from the AdWords came like oh, and then by that time I had a certain amount of weddings. Then I submitted to Martha Stewart, and then that sort of all happened. And I met certain vendors, and you know, it's just then the ball started to really roll. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that was great. Uh, great information. Very inspiring. And I'm honored that you came on and talked to me that was really good yeah no, i hey you know i don't i don't do a lot of interview kind of thingies but you know hey i, I saw your uh i saw your um your blog your website and i thought this definitely is some quality and it spoke to me and that yeah it's totally up my alley so here here i am and i'm always willing to share i mean that's what it's all about is if someone could get something out of this conversation just one thing like even uh even at least laugh at me for doing a yellow that <laughs> And I'm happy. And I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome.